baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Mid-America's most trusted source for news, KMOX. At 5.03, it's a clear sky, 45 degrees downtown at the Arch. Today is Monday, January 23rd. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top story this hour, a winter storm warning is in effect from 6 p.m. tomorrow till 9 p.m. Wednesday. Heavy snow is expected. Stay tuned. We'll bring you Dave Murray's forecast every 10 minutes throughout Total Information PM. MoDOT says they're planning for the snow as well. MoDOT's Chief Safety and Operations Officer Becky Almaroth says crews will be out throughout the night tomorrow as temperatures drop. St. Louis police are not commenting about this past weekend's gunfight on the city foundry parking lot where two police officers narrowly escaped being shot. Those officers were investigating car break-ins when they saw a speeding Honda with a passenger leaned over the roof firing shots from a rifle at police and the three teens. Those teenagers ran, police caught them, and say the 15-year-old had a fully automatic Glock and a 16-year-old had a Glock 19 that was stolen. Mayor Tishara Jones at the U.S. Conference of Mayors in D.C. talked about the gun violence in our area. Our police are finding even more deadly weapons flooding our streets. More than 90% of the 2,656 guns confiscated by the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department last year were semi-automatic. The juvenile courts advised St. Louis police to release those teens who allegedly had guns to their parents. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. The foundry wasn't the only problem spot for car break-ins and thefts. Over the weekend, cars were hit at the Armory and the Fox Theater. When they came out, their windows had been smashed passenger side of the car. That in itself is is very upsetting. As they waited and called the police. It took about 30 minutes, first of all, for them to get someone at the police the call center to answer them. At that point, they were told police are busy. Notify their insurance company when they get home. Could there have been a second person buried in the rubble of that Central West End puppet business that burned down Friday night? That's what investigators are wondering after they got a tip from neighbors. There was a homeless man seen around the rear of the home that housed Bob Kramer's marionette business on Laclede Avenue. Fire Department spokesman Captain Garen Mosby says they brought out the cadaver-sniffing dog. The dog actually hit on a spot towards the front of the building, so we requested more firefighters out and worked with the building division and did a search of that area and the surrounding area, and it yielded nothing. On Saturday, firefighters found one body believed to be Bob Kramer, but the medical examiner is doing tests to confirm that. Kramer's longtime partner, Doug Felch, escaped with smoke inhalation and is in the hospital. A GoFundMe has been set up to benefit Felch. Three finalists announced for superintendent of St. Louis Public Schools to replace the retired Dr. Kelvin Adams. The finalists are Dr. Jermaine Dawson of Birmingham City Schools, Dr. Keisha Scarlett of Seattle Public Schools, and Dr. Nicole Williams, interim superintendent at the St. Louis Public Schools. A new superintendent will be chosen by the end of the month and should start in July. A police pursuit ends in a fatal crash. A man fleeing a traffic stop crashed in North St. Louis this morning. North County Precinct Police say they tried to pull over a Chevy Trailblazer on Dunn Road around 1130, but it sped away, running through two red lights. Officers called off the pursuit at Riverview and 270, but the Trailblazer continued on, overturning at Riverview and Chambers. The driver, who police have not yet identified, was ejected as the vehicle rolled. He later died at a hospital. 
Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. Parents distrust schools. That's what State Senator Andrew Koenig of Manchester says. His solution is Senate Bill 4 that requires schools to create a portal on which parents can check curriculum. It also bans CRT without really defining it. It's not like there's a there's no class on CRT in most of these schools. It's these concepts that um, today an entire race is um, is somehow responsible for actions of the past. Koenig says he agrees there was racism in the past, but believes it's been mitigated today and that the problems are now mostly economic. State Senator Holly thompson Rader, who championed legislation for Missouri finally adopting a prescription drug monitoring program, says some lawmakers still oppose it over privacy issues. This is an electronic medical record. Your physician, your pharmacist are the only ones that get to see this information. and um, But it really is a tool that your physician needs to see what your history is before writing that prescription. Thompson Rader knows firsthand the damage opioid addiction can cause. She has family members that became dependent as a result of prescription medications. The KMOX business desk, Ferguson-based Emerson Electric, says it's optimistic about its all-cash bid to purchase Austin, Texas-based National Instruments. Emerson says advisors for both companies are talking. Emerson had previously planned to nominate directors friendly to its bid to National Instruments Board, but now says it no longer plans to do so. Emerson is looking for a new headquarters, by the way, which NI could provide in Austin. Well, as we continue on KMOX, let's reintroduce you to a St. Louis startup that, uh, well, if you've listened to our startup and innovation coverage on KMOX over the past, uh, gosh, decade or so, then you are very familiar with Greetable. And if you've uh, listened to our startup coverage, you also know what the term exit means. And Greetable has achieved an exit. Joining us right now is founder uh, Joe Fisher. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Hey, Michael. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so bring us up to, up to date. First of all, uh, catch us up on Greetable, uh, this personalized gift startup that began in uh, T-Rex. And again, you guys have been on KMOX a lot over the years. Yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, it's been great to, great to be here uh, from time to time. I uh, really appreciate the coverage you guys have had and uh, not just for us, but for, you know, for all the all the St. Louis startups doing stuff out there. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, again, personalized greeting card where we have this greeting card that's uh, um, that turns into a gift box, really, really personalized experience, message photos, uh, patented uh, product that we uh, that we developed and and uh, commercialized uh, here in St. Louis, and 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 uh, you know we ship uh, around the around the country and you know Canada and everything else. We've we sent uh, in the neighborhood of a million packages out uh, over the years, and uh, just you know really really excited about the customer response. It's always been uh, uh, really really wonderful, really touching, uh, kind of a heartfelt. I always say our customers are are kind of the most you know thoughtful and considerate people out there, and. And it's just been uh, great to, to deliver for them over the years. So bring us into uh, the steps of starting a company. First of all, how'd you come up with the idea? I think this was about a, a decade ago, mm-hmm. and uh, you spent most of your time in the T-Rex space that people have heard a lot about on Washington Avenue downtown. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, so we, uh, we actually, um, I, you know, I was, I was going to a, a friend's uh, wedding uh, many, many, many moons ago, and uh, I, I had always given a, a card and, and a message, you know, a check and, a, and, a, and kind of a message, and, and I just wanted to do something that was a, a little bit more exciting, uh, but but retained that kind of personalized, that really thoughtful approach, and and that's really where where the concept came from. It wasn't a business idea to start. We ultimately, you know, I got the reactions I saw, kind of looked like there was an opportunity there, and 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 we kind of just kind of kept taking the next step, um, and and like you said, we started off in uh, in T Rex. Uh, we actually ended in T-Rex as well because after the pandemic, we became a distributed team 
uh, and, and we, we retained, we went back into the T-Rex and had kind of our, our, you know, our office, we had an office there, uh, but then the team was, was working remote. So we, we started and ended uh, at the T-Rex and, uh, and, and we've been, we spent a lot of time there over the years. We're talking with Joe Fisher, founder of the St. Louis startup Greetable, which has just had an exit. Uh, so tell us, first of all, you know, tell us about the term exit for those who are not uh, avid followers of the startup scene, but then also uh, how did this uh, come about? How did this sale happen? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so exit is essentially selling the company. Uh, that that uh, typically when uh, when uh, when you uh, you start a company, especially when you raise outside outside money um, to uh, to start that company, uh, typically you're gonna you know look for a transaction at the end of the rainbow, so to speak. Um, and and we we often call that an exit. Um, you know, you know, this was uh, something that we had been you know talking about kind of actively you know uh, looking to engage. Uh, for for some time, I've been particularly active over the past you know six months or so um, in doing that. Kind of felt like it was the right time. I, you know, w- when I started Greetable, I, I I hadn't even met my wife yet. Um, now we have three kids and a farm, uh, so so just a, a really really different stage of life these days. So um, uh, it was uh, it was something that we were kind of like actively engaging, looking for uh, looking for buyers, and and ultimately uh, ultimately found one. And uh, can you talk about the journey there? Uh, when the, when Greetable began, I can recall it was a lot of uh, you know buy a gift for your friend or your coworker, and it seemed like uh, before the uh, the sale, uh, a lot of the the uh, business was uh, business to business, uh, mass purchasing of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, both sides of the coin uh, were really good for us. Um, so, so we we definitely you probably saw you rightfully observed a, a more of a shift towards that business customer. Um, you know, business business. They have many clients. They they have you know good reason to send a lot of gifts, so that obviously works well uh, for us. But we, we always had a, a big chunk of just you know typical consumers sending to you know a sister or an aunt or a cousin or you know whatever it might be. Um, uh, so both both parts are really were really important part of the business. Uh, but we were uh, typically we were evolving a little bit more towards attracting that that uh, business to business client for sure. And Joe, you've spent uh, all this time working with a tech startup in downtown St. Louis, and now you talk about having your family on a farm in Washington, Missouri. Can you talk about that uh, transition? And uh, is there anything in tech that you're looking forward to uh, in your future? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, my my children are the uh, the sixth generation of my family that's lived in the house that we now live in. So it's just a it's a really special place uh, for me and my family. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, excited to be out here. The remote work world has opened that up as a possibility, uh, which has been great because when we first moved out here, I was commuting and, and that, uh, that got old, you know, pretty quickly. But, um, yeah, next up for me, you know, one of the things I've always really liked doing, particularly with my finance background, is, is helping other founders and CEOs kind of, you know, look around corners in the future, you know, you leverage numbers and, and financials in a, in a very strategic way. And so I'm, uh, my plan is to start a, a fractional CFO practice um, and, uh, and and kind of, you know, continue on with that and while, uh, while having one foot uh, on the farm out here, hopefully. And what's your outlook for the St. Louis region, uh, both in terms of lifestyle? We've heard a lot uh, lately about the, the core of the region in that respect. But in terms of growing companies here, the success that you've had over the past decade, um, do you see that continuing for other startups in the St. Louis area in the years to come? Oh, I think there's I think there's tremendous momentum. Um, it, there's there's so many people uh, and organizations working really hard to promote growth. Uh, from you know, you mentioned T Rex already, uh, the Arch Grants, uh, MTC. You know, I mean, and there's a number of companies, a number of organizations in kind of like the life sciences world as well. 
that I'm, I'm personally less familiar with, but I know they're out there. Uh, there's, I think there's a tremendous amount of momentum. There's a lot of people working very hard uh, to, to kind of promote the, the region um, and, and promote the growth of the region. I think, you know, small businesses are, are where all of the net new jobs are created. So I think their, their, their efforts are, and investments are, are kind of well-placed. And, and I hope to, you know, just see more and more growth like that and, and hopefully engage kind of the, the broader community to, you know, to continue to support that growth. Well, that's the founder of St. Louis startup Greetable, a personalized gift box platform which has been sold to a Missouri private equity firm. And, of course, Joe Fisher and co-founder Zoe Scharf, frequent guests on KMOX over the past decade. You can go back and find some of those previous interviews if you'd like to hear more. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Michael. I really, really appreciate it. Now, three things to know. Number three. Chip Carey is the new television voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. That's according to The Athletic. He leaves Braves TV. His grandfather, Harry Carey, and father, Skip Carey, were both St. Louis broadcasters. Number two. This is Kevin Killeen. Investigators returned to the scene of Friday's big fire that killed a person in the Central West home that housed Bob Kramer's marionette puppet business. The fire department tells us. So over the weekend, we, we heard a, a, a rumor. A rumor that a homeless person had been in the area before the fire and may have been in the fire, but they searched around and found no one. Number one. I'm Maria Kina, St. Louis police not talking after two officers come under a barrage of gunfire from a speeding car. On City Foundry's parking lot in Midtown over the weekend, Mayor Jones says guns are being modified to be fully automatic. We've seen a 500% increase in these devices in the region in the last three years and are working with ATF to address the rise. The news continues on Total Information PM. I'm Chip Carey, Major League Baseball announcer. Skip Carey, Major League Baseball announcer. And I'm Harry Carey, Major League Baseball announcer. Well, it appears that the Cardinals have a new television voice of the team, according to The Athletic. This report is from The Athletic, but it says that Chip Carey will be leaving the Atlanta Braves broadcast team and moving to St. Louis to take over on Bally Sports Midwest. Carey is the son of the late Braves broadcaster Skip Carey. He was raised in St. Louis and is the grandson of legendary former Cardinals broadcaster Harry Carey. Again, the report from The Athletic that Chip Carey will be joining the Cardinals broadcast team. It's the end of an era at Disney in Florida as one of its iconic rides is no more. Time for a Splash Mountain is officially closed at Disney. The water ride had been a staple at Disney World's Magic Kingdom for 34 years, but was getting slammed over the ride's depiction of race based on the 1946 film Song of the South. The area will next turn into Tiana's Bayou Adventure based on the movie The Princess and the Frog. It will open sometime next year. Matt Piper, CBS News. The U.S. military is looking into cancer found among multiple crew members at a nuclear missile base. In slides from a briefing obtained by the Associated Press, the lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Space Force says nine officers assigned over the years to Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana all developed a type of blood cancer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and one of the officers has died. The base is home to a field of silos for Minuteman III intercontinental ballistic missiles, and the missile 
missileers worked deep underground in a reinforced bunker. More than 450 former missileers are serving as Space Force officers, including at least four of the nine identified. The slides say there are indications the disease may be linked to their service and that the disproportionate number presenting with cancer, specifically lymphoma, was concerning. In a statement to the AP, an Air Force spokeswoman says senior leaders are aware of the concerns and medical professionals are gathering data to learn more. I'm Jennifer King. Time for a whole nother story with Kevin Colleen. And tonight, Kevin takes an early look at the approaching storm of Valentine's Day. Not long ago, during the rush of the Christmas season, when society was trying to get trees and tinsel and presents and running up their MasterCard bill, KMOX's Sean Michael Lyles stood apart, a man who laughed at Christmas. He didn't even have a tree. He didn't give his wife uh, anything, and he got away with it. So now we wanted to ask Sean, what is your view on Valentine's Day? Well, i got to begin with a joke that my wife told me, which is, what's the difference between a $25 steak and a $55 steak dinner? I don't know. Valentine's Day. Uh, everything is more expensive. But no, we don't do Valentine's Day. Uh, there is nothing that I do on Valentine's Day that I don't do on any other day. Come on. Well, the reason is, is because there is no more that I can do. I'm as romantic as I can be every single day. I, you know, and that's what people should take away from this. And that is, if there is something romantic that comes to you that you can do for your wife, do it today. Do it right now. And when I say love your wife, of course you love your wife. Everyone loves but, their I wife. I mean, think of Cary Grant. If he came through your front door and he gave your wife a dozen roses... She'd swoon. Yes, but she'd do that today. It doesn't have to be on Valentine's Day. Love your wife. It's an active thing, and you do it every single day. And so when it comes to, like, Valentine's chocolates, for example, I give my wife chocolate every single day. Really? When we're done, when we're How's done, how's your blood sugar? <laughs> it's just a small square of chocolate, Ghirardelli chocolate or, or Lindt chocolate. We give a square of chocolate after after our dinner every single day. So you can ignore Valentine's Day if every day is Valentine's Day. Yeah, in a way, I'm kind of the opposite of being ignoring Valentine's Day. To me, it's year round. So I guess maybe more trapped by valentine's day than anybody else if you want to look at it that way that's mr valentine's day sean michael lyle with a whole nother story i'm kevin colleen baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 